So today we are continuing to learn the Rambam Sefer HaMitzvos, and we're up to Mitzvah number 7. And as I mentioned, we're going to start skipping around a little bit. But this week, we're doing Shvua. The Rambam tells us that there's a Mitzvah not just to keep our word, and there's, not, there's also, we know there's a Losa say not to swear falsely, as we saw in this week's parsha. But there's also, in the, in the world of the Rambam, a Mitzvah when the case arises, when you are in court, and you're able to tell the truth in order to ensure that others believe in the veracity of what you're saying, to take a shvuah, take an oath. It's interesting, A, that this is a mitzvah. It's also interesting, although you brought this up a few weeks ago, it's hard to say that the order of the Rambam, that he, he ordered it in a specific way, that he's saying there's a hierarchy, yet at the same time, to place this as mitzvah number seven after the, the mitzvah to believe in God, and the mitzvah to love God, and to know God, and, and to uh, fear God, and then to stick this in there sandwich between last week and the next week, which is going to be about imitating God, it, there's clearly a significance to this mitzvah that goes beyond just, this is a procedural thing you do in court, which happens to also be counted. So what I want to d- develop and look at is, what exactly is the mitzvah? Who argues with it? And then to also see what are the parameters, of exactly how, how does it look, what exactly it is over the next few minutes. So the Pasuk tells us, as Hashem you should fear God, this is found in in Devarim, Parak Yud, Pasechaf, Oso Sa'avod, him you should serve, Uvo Sidvak, and you should cl- cling to him, which we saw last week was for the Rambam clinging to him. How do you do that? Through the me- you, a mediator of the Tamil Chalkim. As you go to Tamil Chalkim, he serves at that bridge. Others looked at Uvo Sidvak to be the meat of Bitachon. Okay, again, fear God, serve him, cling to him, Ubishmo Tishbiya. And then using his name, utilizing his name, you should take an oath. So it's interesting, there are four mitzvos in this one pasuk, and there's a significance to that as well. Comes along the Rambam, Sefer HaMitzvos, uh, mitzvah number seven. Hu shesivan lajbiya bishmo, we're commanded to swear utilizing his name, not just to take an oath, say I swear, but to use his name. When? So when you're in court and you need to affirm the veracity and the truth to what you're saying, or if you have to reject something, Adam come in, or the scenario arises where people make a claim against you, there are times when you can take a shvua, and that will uh, vindicate what you're saying. It's to this greatness and the honor of the one above that you bring honor to the one above. There is a myth to say the truth. We're buttressing the fact we're telling the truth by using, utilizing God's name. We'll see in a minute why it's significant and why, as well, I mentioned it's number seven. So we'll listen to what he says. See if you can pick it out. The Sefer Chinuch says it more directly. So again, he says this. There's two sides to this. To swear falsely. Or when they say it, wearing falsely can also be not just you swear that, I don't know, an event had to occur that didn't occur, but there are multiple different permutations of what it means to swear falsely or to take a shvua shav. For instance, the Gemara says if you go over to a uh, pillar of marble and say, I'm swearing this is a pillar of marble, that's a shvua shav. It was useless. There was no utility to it. So what you've effectively done is invoke God's name in vain. Shav, in vain. There's also taking a shvua, I will do something, you don't do it, or I did something and you didn't do it. Those are all cases of shvua sheker. Okay. 
So then he starts to say, it can't be, I swear, no, I swear in the name of heaven, I swear in the name of the star. He's swearing in the name of God or Moshe, who is you know, God's messenger in this world. And the Ram goes on to explain the importance of the Shvuah. So that's, that's the Ram. Again, why is this so integral? Why is this so important? Which is abolishing Elliot. We already know Midvar Shekhar don't tell a lie. So why are we therefore saying it's so important to swear falsely? So in order to get there, what I want to do is look at a how exactly the shvua process looks like, what it looks like, and then through that we'll explore your question. Well, how do you swear? What exactly takes place? Is it just you put your hand on a Bible and raise your hand and say, I solemnly swear? Is there more to that? And why Bible? Part of the, uh, so I don't, they do that in court now, a Bible, or they just raise their hand? You're, in, you're on Zoom. Okay. But we know when the president takes his oath and people take an oath of office, although in this current Congress, someone... Superman. Superman. You saw that, right? Yeah. Although, but I think he had like a Bible and his naturalization paper yeah, inside. Yeah, and his parents said, yeah. yeah okay. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. But why has it historically been the Bible and the president always takes a Bible that has historical significance? I believe President Obama used uh, Abraham Lincoln's Bible. What's going on with that? Why a Bible? So actually that has precedent and in the halacha itself. Says the halacha... And this, I'll read from the Archa Shulchan. Archa Shulchan, you know, was with Chimelchel Epstein. Kosovina Hayramah. The Yesh Omer the Nogim Lashbiyah Shvuas Haydayanam Shas Sefer Torah Moniach Lefanov. Use a Sefer Torah. Take a Sefer Torah. Normally, we don't like to take a Sefer Torah out of the Ark, out of the Ark Kodesh, unless we have a reason, a purpose. But we take a Sefer Torah out. Moniach Lefanov. Moniach Yada Olav. You put it out in the Abima. You put your hand on it. So he says that you don't hold it, you, you put your hand and you, and you, and you hold the Um That's Lena Aminik Apashin, and he lived in the Vardic, but he says what's happening here. We're like candles. He wears a kittel. Because what's a kittel? A kittel is the Begin Mason. It's, the, it's what you, you bury someone in. And oftentimes when we, when we want to invoke Yom HaMisa to remind people of their mortality, to remind someone of the severity of a situation, or to take away from some uh, the levity of a situation, we put on a kittel. At a wedding, that may be the source for wearing a kittel. This, this great day of happiness, put a kittel to tamper things down. Those who say that's why we wear a kittel on Pesach night. That yes, we're acting like malachim, and we are sitting there enjoying the fe- a festive meal. We wear a kittel to remind us of Yom HaMisa. There's another reason, by the way. Pesach comments, I'll say it now. Then it points out that when they would, wear, when they would eat kachim, the, the sacrifices in the base of Mikdash and Yerushalayim, they would wear special clothing. So it's kind of show that there's almost a royalty there as well. So Natsiv says perhaps the reason you wear kittel is not because of remembering the day of Yom HaMisa, but because it's, the, it's supposed to be the gar- garment we're wearing to show we're sitting at the table, we're supposed to be eating the kachim. And an interesting nafkamina can be is there are those who say someone who's an Avelos doesn't wear a kittel. They don't need to remember Yom HaMisa. It's, it's, uh, the, the, uh, the death is standing there in front of them. The Raman points out that during the first you know, days and months after death, he said it's like there is a, there's a mace sitting there in the corner. It's always following you around. But according to that Siv, it's not about remembering the day of death. It's about kachim, so then you certainly, certainly should wear one. Um, it also might be different to the head of the household. Is everyone else? Okay, fine. So but Me'or HaShulchan points out, we're trying to create an, almost an environment, if you think about it, of this real extreme seriousness 
recognize, and we'll see why in a minute, why taking an oath is much more than just not lying. We're doing something that we want to remind the person, this is not something we should be doing unless you really have to. And recognize the severity. It's a low saying the Torah in the Aserah Sedibros. Wear light candles. Wear, and think of the ambiance. Light candles. Hold the Sefer Torah in your hand. Wear a kittel. The Aron is open. Some people take off their shoes. And what we're trying to always do is to dissuade people from taking their shavuah. Which is interesting because it's a mitzvah. But don't take it. Uh, how do you do it? So you use God's name. One of, the, uh, one of God's nicknames, if you will. One of the names that Tzvachos, or there are many, there are multiple names. The Gemara Shavuos list names that are God's names and God's nicknames. Adoshem is more of a nickname. Um, Elokim is more of his name. Okay, fine. So you, um, you should be standing, although technically you could be sitting. Um, any kind of and he goes on to talk about the difference between and 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 then he says, Archoshokan says that. It's for this reason, that's, again, the severity of what we're doing, that there are those who would often forego taking the Shavuah and give up money. Rather say, I'd give up money and not have to involve myself in taking the Shavuah. Why? Why is this? So the Rashi points out, based on the Tinchuma, that if you look at the Pasuk, it says, Hashem Lekechati, Rafir God, Sorry, that's Rashi. You could read this as four mitzvos, right? We should fear God, serve God, cling to God, take shvuas. Rashi says no. V'savun lo v'tidbakbo, serve God, cling to God. After you have all these midos, after you've been able to internalize real fear of God and real service of God and real clinging to God, oz then you can swear. So what Rashi is telling us is that a shvua is not for everyone. A shvu is only for someone who's on the level where they've cultivated and refined their personality and their Torah personality. If they're fearing God and they're clinging to God and they're serving God, they should swear, but everyone else kind of steps back. Everyone else should step back. We, find them, we start to start finding precedents in all the uh, post-skin about almost a reticence to take a shvu. They don't want to. Because you're not necessarily on that level. This is where the uh, conversation, you know, we say, without taking a net. We, we try to avoid saying things, I promise. You go to what happens when the Jewish person is sworn in, they don't say, I promise. Where they say, I, I affirm. All this is because of this Rashi saying that, yes, we have an institution of Shavuah, which again, we'll see why in a minute we have this institution and why it's so great. Yet, on the other hand, there's a certain severity to it. We, we scare you. Hold the Sefer Torah, put on a kittel, stand there and show, dim the lights and put on candles because we want to avoid doing it if we can. Okay. So that's, but what, why? Why is this? So if you look in the Sefer, the Sefer HaChinuch, which we said is always going to give us a reason for things, this is what he writes. That when you affirm, when you're Mekayim, when you establish God and use His name in such a severe and extreme fashion, there's no greater affirmation of God's existence and God's will and God's hashkacha. God's providence, than this. You're saying, I so much believe in God and God's knowledge of what's happened in this world and God's ability to orchestrate the events of this world that I'm going to swear on God's name. This is very clear. 
But I think he says he, he explicates this even a little more in the opposite. So this is what he says in the mitzvah of taking a shvua. When you look at what the Rambam says in the mitzvah of not swearing falsely, this mitzvah, I believe it's Lamed Aleph, Lamed Beis, listen to what he says. Why is shvua so important? What are we doing? See, he says as follows. Through taking a shvua, we are establishing in our nefeshes and we're strengthening our amuna in our hearts, our belief in our hearts. Because God, who is in the heaven, who rules over everything who exists, who exists forever, there's nothing that is established and certain as God. God is the most certain thing in the universe. He says, if you, what we're essentially doing is we're turning to the most established thing. All right, God is a, a tzor, a rock, the almost unmoving thing, and we're saying the same way God is established, and we all believe in God. So then whatever I'm saying is true. What we're doing is we're, we're, we're tagging and we're tying whatever we want people to believe us to be saying to the veracity, to the truth, to the knowledge of God. So if you think about it for a moment, what you're essentially you're saying is that the same way God rules this world, the same way God exists, so too whatever claim I'm making is true as well. This was a situation where he could make a sure he doesn't have to. Is he probable not to? For sure. For sure he's probable not to. Again, you're taking God, you're invoking God's name, you're using it. We don't do that in vain. Right? That's part of this uh, whole mitzvah we're not going to get now is the idea of brachot but again, if you think about it for a moment, if you're lying, you're saying that the same way God is, exists and rules the universe and has a shkach, a providence over all of us, so too whatever claim I'm making is true, well, if that claim isn't true, no, I'm so that, I know that, but I'm saying if that claim isn't true, so then what you're saying is God doesn't rule the universe, or I don't believe in it as much. That's what, that's what you're saying. No, I understand, no, but if you, if you don't have to make a shua, don't take a shua. That's what Rashi is saying, that it's only if you're on a certain level. And again, also invoking God's name. So if you want to avoid taking the shvur. So this way isn't to make a shvur. This way is if you make a shvur. This is... Seemingly that's what it is. And when the case arises, make the shvur. Interesting, the Ramban, Ramban Nachman, these writes, there's no mitzvah to take a shvur. It's if the case arises and you want to, take the shvur. The Rambam seems to say that when the case arises, take a shvur. One could argue, and there's always the Kinnah says, the Rambam is really saying the same thing as the Ramban. Ramban they're both saying when the case arises, you can take a shvur. And... It's unclear like, how different they really are. Put it at that. Uh, he, he says as follows: This is why taking a false oath is so problematic and so and so and so and so detrimental. To say that such and such is true, to take a shvua that uh, whatever it is, someone owes me a million dollars. Forgetting the fact, the fact, the fact that I'm going to create them, I'm going to cause a loss of money to them. Because if you say something is true, and you know it's false, what you're saying is, I don't, I don't fear God. You're, I'm invoking God to say that the same way God is true, and God runs this world, and there's scharva onish as well, that you do the right thing, you get rewarded, you do the wrong thing, you get punished, and I'm not afraid I'm doing the wrong thing because I believe in this. Well, if you're lying about it, so what you're saying is it's all a, it's all a mockery, it's all false, it's all it's not really true. So, Rabbi, what, why? How is this a separate mitzvah from kabel al malchus It's very similar, which is why perhaps it's like you're declaring the same thing. Which is maybe why you're hitting exactly the reason why the Ramah is putting this really sandwich between like all those mitzvahs like Baal's Machshmai, Shmai, two weeks from now, 
Again, saying Krishma is twice a day. Right. Twice a day. This is another way in which one can kabbal machashamayim, not every day, but occasionally or often rarely. So we're saying it's the same like category, but because it's a specific time, it's not a daily thing, it's a specific. Well, it um, seems that way. It very much seems that way. Separate. Correct. And then when you do a false, so what you're saying is, I'm not, I'm, I'm throwing off that yoke, I don't believe in it. It's kal the enai, he says. Come believe which ain't emes. We saying it's my heart. I don't actually believe it. So if you swear, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go today to uh, I don't know, the Super Bowl, and I don't go. I'm, I'm taking away the light of MS, of truth. I'm saying that it's, it's low light to me. And this is why as well the Gemara tells us that when we got the Asaras Adibros, in this week, previous week's parasha, not to swear falsely, the Gemara explains that Kol Olam Nizdazes, the whole world shook. The whole world shook, because if you think about it, it's much more than a mitzvah put on tzitzit. It's you are affirming your belief in the existence of the Creator. And when you therefore violate this, you're saying that, yeah, it's not so, it's not so great. It's not, it's not, it's, God's not that great. God's not that, um, God's not that powerful. God doesn't really know what's going on here. And again, and this becomes the reason why we're so careful about taking shavuos. We're so careful about our language. It's also interesting, by the way, that we also see the power of our words. That you would sometimes, okay, what are words in the stick? The words are the words. Words are words. What, what can they do? But we, we see through taking a shavuah, you can actually create a lav. You can create an isr in the Torah. Or the opposite, you can create a mitzvah. That our words are much more than just simple things we say. But through saying words, we know this already. We can bring on Shabbos early. We can bring on Shabbos. We, we end Shabbos. We create a whole different Kodesh Lecha. Also here, by taking a Shavuah, by saying I'm going to do something, we're not going to do something, we as well create a whole world of Isser and Heter. So this is, why, this is what the Hebrew Mitzvah says. So what emerges from here is that the reason why, as you said, the Raman counts this, Mitzvah number seven, the reason why we say don't take it, but also at the same time there's something spe- special here, is because it's not just a Shavuah to do something, Try to, but it's also about, but it's also about trying to affirm God's existence. So let's leave it at that. I have to uh, go to make some arrangements right now. I'm sorry, I was a little short.